If there's one thing that social media has helped to make painfully obvious, it's just how biased people's opinions can be. I'm sure you've seen it. People will be arguing about some sort of political topic or some view that they might have on the markets and they're ready to dismiss all evidence just because it doesn't fit their own narrative. If someone is a Republican or a liberal, they'll stand firmly in that camp and not accept any of the points from the other side, even the legitimate ones. Likewise, if someone is long stocks, they'll disregard all the doomsday perma bears and just keep thinking that stocks are on discount when the market's declining. I'm sure you recognize this sort of bias in other people, but you probably don't recognize it so much in yourself. And in fact, this phenomenon has got a name. It's called the blind spot bias. This allows us to see the bias that other people have towards things, but we struggle to see it for ourselves as well, the bias that we have. Now, when we're dealing with the markets, our biases can end up costing us money. If we're not able to analyze a situation objectively, we're going to end up skewing the information and we're going to come to some sort of wrong conclusion of what the information is showing us. Now, an intelligent investor or trader might hear what I just said and think, yeah, but I take a neutral, emotionless view at the facts. I'm far too smart to let my own opinions influence my trades ahead of the data. And while that may be true for a lot of people, it's actually been found that the more intelligent you are, the more susceptible you are to blind spot bias. West, Meserve and Stanovich tested the blind spot bias in 2012, and they found that a larger blind spot bias was associated with higher cognitive ability. The thinking is that the better you are at constructing a narrative that supports your beliefs, the more you can rationalize and frame the data to fit your argument or point of view. I think it's quite clear how this would affect people doing fundamental analysis, since that will often involve political and economic factors, things that people might already have beliefs or biases towards. But it can actually happen with technical analysis as well. Now, I think of this as being similar to the concept known as the law of the instrument, which can best be described by the famous expression, to a man with a hammer, everything looks like a nail. In other words, your worldview is shaped by the tools that you're using. So if you map a certain object on your charts, this is going to influence the way that you observe the price movements of the market. For example, someone using horizontal tools might see more ranges taking place, while someone using trend lines might see a range as actually being a slight downtrend or uptrend, or they may struggle to actually see when a sideways market is forming because they're influenced by the diagonal movements taking place. It's easy to think that something looks obvious enough that everyone will see it exactly the same way, but time and time again, this is proven to just not be the case. In 1951, the Dartmouth football team played Princeton in the last game of the season. It was a significant game for both teams and the event really lived up to the occasion. In fact, it was a dirty and violent game, which Princeton ended up winning. Now, after the game, two psychologists used this to study how beliefs can completely change the way we process an experience that we've all gone through. In their paper, which was called They Saw a Game, they interviewed students from each of the schools and found through their answers that it was as if they had watched a completely different game. There were like two different games going on, even though they'd watched the same event. The psychologist concluded that we do not simply react to a happening, we behave according to what we bring to the occasion. 
In other words, if we have pre-existing beliefs, that's going to shape the way we view an event or something that happens. Now, this study was replicated in 2012 in a paper titled, They Saw a Protest. This time, two groups were shown the same footage of a protest that was being stopped by police but they were given two different reasons for the protest taking place. One group of people were told that it was outside an abortion clinic and they were protesting against legalized abortion. The second group were told that it was outside a college careers facility where the military were conducting interviews. They were protesting against the don't ask, don't tell policy that was in place at the time, which prohibited openly gay and lesbian people from serving in the military. These people were then asked about their opinion about how the protesters were being treated by the police. As you may expect, the pre-existing beliefs that these people had about abortions or the rules of the military regarding gay and lesbian soldiers affected the way that they perceived the situation. Whether they chose to side with the protesters and saw their actions as being fine and the police as being a bit over the top or just bad in general, or the protesters as being bad and intimidating and the police as being fine, all of their opinions about these things aligned with their views on the topic that was being protested. They all saw the same event, but their beliefs changed what they really saw taking place or what they perceived to be seeing taking place. This is known as motivated reasoning and it's something that affects all of us. And in fact, there's a really great documentary at the moment on Netflix called Behind the Curve that talks about flat earthers and shows what it is that they believe and what they do. And you can see motivated reasoning in action when they try to explain why their failed experiments had the outcomes that they did. They try and still sort of explain why the earth is flat even though their experiments are failing. We obviously were not willing to accept that and so we started looking for ways to disprove that it was actually registering the motion of the earth and that it in fact was registering the motion of the sky. And this can also happen with situations when we are testing our trading systems or analyzing a situation to justify a trade that we know deep down we really shouldn't have taken. We can go through motivated reasoning to show why the trade was the right thing to do. This is something that's really difficult to overcome fully, but we need to at least do what we can to try to minimize the effects of it and have a more balanced view, particularly when we're looking at the markets because it can end up costing us money. The first thing we need to do is to keep a trading journal and analyze all previous trading situations from a neutral point of view, regardless of the outcome. Just like what we spoke about in our recent video on resulting, which if you haven't seen yet, the link is in the description box down below. Next, if our analysis is based on fundamentals, we need to question the sources of our information. You see, most of us will look to news sources that align with our beliefs. Now, if you're a Republican or conservative, you're unlikely to want to spend your time reading liberal publications and vice versa. Likewise, on social media, you'll probably be more interested in following people with similar worldviews to yourself. However, this can lead to what Eli Pariser calls the filter bubble, as our own choices, as well as algorithms from social media or other sites like Google, will lead you down the path of more and more information that's similar to what you've already been consuming. This is inevitably going to lead to you having a more and more unbalanced view of the world. So instead, it would be worth reading a mixed bunch of publications so you can start seeing things from other points of view so you don't end up in an echo chamber. And rather than just dismissing all of the points that don't align with your pre-existing beliefs, 
Try and think about them critically and objectively, about what points actually make sense or not. Just because you're a liberal doesn't mean you can't agree with things that come from the Republican side and vice versa. Now, this final point applies to fundamental or technical analysis and really just life in general. And that is that we need to stop believing that we are absolutely certain about things because it's often not the case. Instead of thinking about what we're certain about, we need to start thinking how certain we are. Maybe we're sure of something to a 70% level of certainty or an 80% certainty, but that leaves room for us to be wrong, which we often will be. We can then start questioning our own analysis and information or even getting someone else to question us without feeling so much cognitive dissonance. We can ask things like, how do I know this? Where did I get this information? What is the quality of the information? Do I have enough information? Are there any other possible alternatives that also make sense? What beliefs did I have before this analysis or piece of information that may be influencing things? Am I missing anything? You see, these sorts of questions help us to really realize if we're being biased or if what we believe is the truth. Ultimately, we can't get rid of our biases about things completely, but by taking steps to try to start seeing things more objectively, particularly when we're going through the post-mortem with our trades that we've taken, we will at least improve things a bit more each time and get better at seeing things from a neutral point of view.